Welcome to Food is Not a Four-Letter Word, the podcast where you ditch the diet drama, banish body shame, and reclaim your life, all while creating a body you love. When it comes to body drama, your host, Carmela Romalia, has been there, done that, has the t-shirt, and wrote the books. And now, here's Carmela. Hello, everyone. It is me, Carmela, from the Food is Not a Four-Letter Word podcast. This is episode nine already. And before we go any further, I would like you to take a deep breath with me. Here we go. Deep breath in. (sighs) And let it out. Two more, shall we? Take a deep breath in. And out. And inhale. And exhale. And I think I just found my thing. You know, if I needed a thing, whatever a thing, whatever a thing is. Um, I was thinking about <laughs> thinking about this thing because, uh, like I had mentioned in previous episodes, I listen to all of these before I upload them to iTunes. Um, just to make sure that, you know, I didn't ramble too far off topic. Again, all of this is stream of conscious. None of it is scripted. Um, This is just me behind a microphone waxing philosophical on topics that are relevant in terms of healing and transforming all of the pain, shame, drama, and angst we have around food, exercise, our bodies, and our weight. Learning how to Uh, just ditch all of that drama and find that place of freedom and peace and joy and ease and grace where we feel good in our bodies and we feel good about our bodies and, you know, food and exercise is just a non-issue and we just enjoy, enjoy our lives. And I listen to these podcasts before I upload them because my brain often does time off see it's doing it right now oftentimes my brain goes faster than my mouth can speak and so there are times where you know I'll stutter I'll, I'll go yeah yeah um uh, I I'm think because uh, you know I'm th- I'm trying to I'm trying to catch up with my brain uh, about what about the next point that I'm trying to make because you know it's just go it's just spinning I when it comes to all of this drama Uh, that I feel like there is, you know, I I mentioned a lot, a lot of times that, you know, it's like we're in the matrix. And remember those magic eye calendars that were really popular a year, a long time ago, last, last century, um, or the magic eye uh, books where you would have to, the image just looks like a flat image. And then you could do these fancy little games where you would put your nose close to the image and then slowly pull it away. And then suddenly the, the, uh, the patterns in the image, a 3D image popped out of that. And I feel like that's what's happening with food, exercise, body weight, all of that drama. Uh, most people who are stuck in pain and shame around all of that are seeing the flat image. And for whatever reason, um, from my own pain, shame, drama, and journey, which is what I teach based on on the lessons I've learned from that. Everything I teach is original content that has come out of my own healing of all of this stuff. Um, And whether it's that or the grace of God or whatever, I see the 3D image. 
it it pops out at me. And so I, you know, am wrestling with how how can I help you see this image um, in in a way that you can see it so that you can be empowered so that you can heal your own life, you can transform your own life and and get out of diet drama and find that place of freedom, peace, ease and sustainable results. It's not it's not you're just going to give up diet and exercise and then suddenly, you know, you're just going to have to be resigned with having your body be a certain way. Um, I did a whole episode on just acceptance, that idea alone. So anyway, I I trust, I've learned to trust my gut. I've learned to trust my mind. I've learned to trust that whatever, you know, analogies or whatever argument or whatever is happening in my brain that is trying to make its way out through its out through my mouth is going to make sense and it's going to be what somebody needs to hear. It might not be the message that you need to hear right now today, but somebody out there needs to hear it. And, you know, maybe later on in the episode, I'm going to say the thing that you need to hear. Or maybe it was a different episode where I said something that really rocked your world and made you start to think things, think of things differently. So the point being that I just, I just act, I just act from inspiration. It's just, this is what I got to say. But again, because I do want to make sure that this stuff makes sense and, you know, pride of product. I want to uh, make sure that in the rendering process, I didn't have some kind of glitch where, you know, five minutes of audio would just was dead air. I listened to them before I put them up. And what I've noticed in the past few episodes, when especially when we get into topics that I'm very, very passionate about. You know, I'm passionate about all things body drama related, uh, and I can get on my high horse, but specifically when it is talking about something about how somebody is influencing the way you think and, and making you think a certain way, and then that thinking a certain way is going to create uh, a state of pain that you're living in. I, I just I just don't abide. Um, so that that really will get me riled up. And I've noticed that uh, also because because I'm teaching something that is so different than anything else you're gonna hear out there, another thing that I think that I should do here on this podcast, and it's something that I do for my my coaching clients, whether they're private clients or my group coaching or whatever, is that I'm also modeling behavior. So I think uh, in this episode, I want to take this time to model something for you. And I think this breathing is going to be my thing. Like Scott Adams, he's a, he's a guy that, um, that Joshy watches on uh, YouTube. He has a YouTube channel. And he does this like simultaneous sip thing at the beginning of, beginning of every video where, you know, you're supposed to have your cup of coffee or it's coffee with Scott Adams. And so you're all going to drink your, cup, your first sip of the day together. Uh, and I remember that Marianne Williamson, on all of those tapes, you know, all of those lectures that I listened to over, over and over and over again, she always started with her little meditation prayer that, you know, in the in the middle of our mind, we see a little ball of golden light. And we watch as this light goes, grow, grows larger and larger until it covers the entire inner vision of our mind. I can probably recite that little meditation prayer thing by rote. Uh, I've heard it so many times. And I think for this particular podcast, my thing is going to be starting each podcast with three deep breaths that I'm going to ask you to do with me. Because what that does 
for me personally behind this microphone is it grounds me a little bit. And I need to be grounded to be able to be an effective communicator. And I'm not just speaking in terms of letting my my words run amok because my brain speaking my brain is spinning faster than my my mouth can speak but it's also my octane like i was joking with some of my some of my clients like oh oh honey i went full carmella <laughs> i went i went full carmella on that topic and what happens <clears throat> excuse me frog in the throat what happens is that the the register of my voice also gets higher and higher. And I know just from basic communication skills, basic the basic topic or the basic um, discipline of communication, uh, that that uh, I guess that's what you would call it, a discipline or a subject or a topic of of communication that you need to meet people where they are. And there if if I if I jump in and I'm all riled up about something, and I say something with the energy or the octane or whatever uh, that you can't resonate with, then my message is not coming across. So I feel like grounding is a very important thing for us to do together in this podcast. And also it helps me feel like you're here with me. Like I had mentioned earlier that when I am speaking on a stage or I am coaching clients or I am, you know, in- engaging in some other way that I am speaking about happy calories don't count the principles, the method, how to get out of diet drama land and into happy calories world, I am actually connecting with someone. I'm looking at someone. I am grounding with their energy so I can feel them. I can feel um, the fear or I can feel the question. And when I'm doing the podcast, it's completely one-sided. So by grounding, by doing these deep breaths together, not only is it grounding me, but I'm also hopefully showing you how how that does ground me and how that is an effective tool for you, for you. It, it was three deep breaths. That's all we did at the beginning, just three deep breaths. That's all you need to do to get out of diet trauma land is just take a beat and take a breath and drop into your body. And so in this podcast, in the series, I've, you know, I only started this a week ago, and this is episode nine already. And I've got how many are here? Five, five full pages. No, wait, seven, seven full pages in my notebook of notes of topics to think about. Um, because what will happen is I'll hear someone at the Pilates studio, or I'll hear someone in a coaching call, or just I'll see a commercial, and I'll hear something that speaks to a state of mind, that speaks to a framework, that speaks to a mindset that perpetuates the the environment that is going to keep you stuck in your pain and your shame. And so then I just write it down because I get all excited about it. And then I'll come here and I'll wax philosophical about that. And so these podcasts are generally going to fall into two general types of of topics even even though the topics are as random and as all-encompassing as every letter in the alphabet they will basically fall into two different camps one is you are living in diet drama land and you don't even realize you're doing it 
even if you think you're all healthy and you're just eating organic food, or even if you think that, you know, you know, it's not about the calories and you know what, you're really listening to, I, I just, I just listen to my body. I just do whatever it is I do, or, you know, as long as I eat the good food or, you know, I'm just training, I'm just training for a triathlon, whatever it is. Um, when you when you really start speaking to me and then I start really hearing all of the other motivations and all of the other assumptions and thoughts that go around whatever the action or the topic may be, those are signals to me that you're in diet drama land, sweetheart, and you don't even know it. And so um, and that's one of the reasons why I get really riled up about uh, marketing and media and, you know, the uh, and just just so many different stuff, so much different stuff. So that's one thing. So in all areas, it could be um, it could be the idea of wanting a silver bullet. It could be the idea of spirituality and weight loss. It could be the idea of science and weight loss. It could be the idea of of Fitbits. It could be the idea of personal training. It could be the idea of um, different types of of diets for your metabolism. It could be the idea of body image movements or uh, clothes manufacturing uh, and and sample size models, any of those different topics, as random as they can be, how they w- are how they interplay with the idea of the diet and exercise model, which is keeping you stuck. So that's that's one basic soapbox I'll stand on. This is how you're really thinking. This is what is going on underneath the thought process. This is the deep psychology underneath it that shows me it's coming from that place that is still ultimately going to keep you stuck in your pain. And I'm going to draw your attention to that. And I'm going to, you know, point things out. That's one basic soapbox. The other basic soapbox I get on is this is the only, this is how you heal it. <laughs> you know, you stop thinking in terms of diet drama land and you develop a relationship with your body. You connect with your body. You develop an honest to goodness relationship with your body. And that is a lot deeper than you might even realize. Because I know that a lot of people are like, hey, I, you know, I just connect with my body. I just do whatever it is that, you know, my body that wants me to do. But then in the next second, in the next sentence, they'll say something that shows me that they're in diet drama land. And so connecting with your body is a very important thing to do. It's a very sacred thing to do. And it is, it is actually fundamentally building a relationship with your body. And a great relationship fundamentally comes down to respect. So you're going to respect your body. And again, if you just kind of look at the current moment and look at all of the the craziness and the angst that's going on in in the world and in our country specifically, you know, I feel like a lot of interchanges are disrespectful. Uh, that people might, they'll just, you know, they have their opinion, whatever, and they, they're not showing respect. And so we're not really getting respect modeled for us culturally right now. And so we really have to come back down to what does this look like? What does respect look like? How can I respect my body? And you don't need to love your body to respect it. You don't need to even like your body to respect it. But you can still respect your body nonetheless. You can you can look at the situation and say, 
hey, you know, I, I understand that, wow, you're here in this 3D reality and, and you exist. And no matter what I do to you, you know, no matter how many crazy diets I've gone on, uh, no matter how, how many starvation or weird things I've done, weird supplements, you know, the HGC or what human growth. Yeah. HGC shot eight HGH human growth hormone, whatever that weird, crazy thing is, um, those shots, um, the liposuction, uh, whatever it is I've done to you, the body bashing workouts, the shaming, the blaming, all of that stuff I've done to you. Um, you know, you, you took it and you're still here. And, and the heart is still beating and the lungs are still breathing and the blood is still circulating, you know, you are here. So, you know, props, you know, you, you, you're here. Um, you know how to, you're taking my BS and you are, you are here, you know, show your body some respect. Now, what's interesting is that people will say something like that in the context of the diet and exercise model. And so it's like, oh, I'm going to respect my body, so I'm going to diet. Oh, I'm going to respect my body, so I'm going to do a workout. No, 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 no. You respect your body because that that's just that's taking an idea and twisting it back into diet drama land, taking the idea of respect and twisting it back into diet drama land instead of taking the idea of respect and running with it in happy calories world. So it's like, OK, I respect you. So I might listen to what you have to say. Doesn't mean I have to agree with it, but I am going to listen to what you have to say with an open mind. And, and right now, if you're in diadrama land, what's happening is you're listening to what your body says, but it's not with an open mind because you're filtering every message that your body is trying to give you through the lens of the diet and exercise model. So whatever your body is telling you to eat, you're judging that. You're saying like, oh my goodness, you know, I want the cookie. I can't have the cookie. The cookie is empty calories. The cookie's sugar. That's not really my body asking for something. Or your body wants the apple. Oh, that's a good choice. Oh, okay. I, I, I that, that, that's good. Whatever it is, you're judging it. And you also don't even realize that you're judging it. It's just part of this cultural soup that comes into play. So the two really big components of a really successful relationship are respect and communication. And so that is, that's kind of the theme of this episode. And that's why I wanted to take a moment to, you know, breathe, ground myself, ground you, because if I'm speaking at high octane or I'm, I'm, I either speaking so quickly because my brain's going so fast my mouth can't keep up or because I'm so agitated and excited that I go full Carmela. I go full Carmela on you and you know I'm amped up to you know Mount Vesuvius level because like I keep telling you I'm Italian and I'm dramatic and I'm passionate you know all of that stuff that then I am creating an obstacle for you to hear what I'm saying just by the virtue of the delivery and then communication is not is not happening in fact um, one of my favorite uh, communication quotes is by George Bernard Shaw and it says the biggest problem with communication is the illusion that it has occurred I'm going to say that again the biggest problem with communication 
is the illusion that it has occurred. And that's one of the things that I harp on over and over again, um, both with my practice, you know, with my clients and, you know, just on YouTube videos or blogs or whoever I'm speaking with, that talking to your body, talking to your body and talking to your body and talking to your body, well, that's not communicating with your body. You know, talking to your body is you sitting there saying, you know, like, oh, I wish you were three sizes smaller or, or, um, oh, why do you always want this? Or it's, it's, in, it's imposing your perspective on your body. Whereas actually sitting down and having a conversation with your body and allowing your body to speak back to you and you actually hear whether it is an impulse or a feeling or a shift in energy or a sensation somewhere, or, you know, like even an actual audible something in your head, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm not here to know or to judge how you communicate with your body. Um, but that's a very different thing, talking to your body and imposing your perspective and your desires and your will on your body versus actually having a conversation and inviting your body to be part of the conversation to really discuss what's going on and see what your body might propose as a solution. Just just like any other functional productive relationship you have in your life. It is not any different than that. The other thing that that brings circles back to this quote is, you know, the illusion that communication has occurred. Um, and I am guilty of this myself. And and I call my clients out on it. I'm just like, yeah, are, are you sure you're not doing that? And the reason I can call them out on it and the reason why I recognize it is because I do do it myself. I'm the happy calories girl. So I talk about, you know, being embodied all day long. I talk about connecting with your body all day long. I talk about, you know, what does your body want? How does it feel? What do you want? I'm also a Pilates instructor. And so on the days that I teach and even and after 20 years of teaching Pilates, I've come to this place of being embodied where I'm constantly, you know, correcting my posture or, you know, lengthening through my my legs to release my hip flexors or adjusting whatever thing it is that I need to correct, um, sitting up straighter when I realize that I'm hunched over the computer. So because I have that innate ability now that I've curated and cultivated and developed, and because I talk about connecting with your body and having a relationship with your body. I can oftentimes think that I'm doing it when I'm really not. So thinking about connecting with your body, thinking about your body, thinking about talking to your body is a very different thing than actually getting in the weeds and communicating with your body getting to that place of communion. And the two best examples that I have are, you know, like when you're first, um, if you're in a relationship that's, that's a, um, you know, it really doesn't even matter. It, it can be a work relationship, although oftentimes these types of situations will more often come up in intimate interpersonal relationships where you're speaking and then, and then, you don't realize that the other person really has not heard what you said. You know, it's it maybe it's a guy girl thing. Maybe it's, you know, just the how you're how you're perceiving a situation or a value thing like they don't value the same things you value. So you can't even really 
You don't even realize you don't realize that your words are falling on deaf ears because you think you guys both think you're communicating, but you're really not. And then you get into that situation where you just kind of have this moment where, you know, maybe it's make or break the relationship time or maybe, you know, something really traumatic has happened in your life. Whatever the situation is that causes that sudden shift to where the conversation is actually a real conversation and it's a heart-to-heart, soul-to-soul conversation and you are really seen and really heard and you are really seeing that other person and you are really hearing that other person. You know, those are two two different states of communication, two different states of of relating to one another. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm when I'm speaking about the difference between thinking about connecting with your body and actually connecting with your body. Thinking about talking to your body and actually having a conversation with your body. The other uh, example that I have um, that that I offer, and I think it's a really good example because in my own life and in the lives of of my friends, I know that we have all had this experience. But, you know, we live in, you know, a um, a spiritual and secular world, you know, not and, and what I love, huh, this is great. What I love about happy calories, this is one of my favorite things about it, is that the principles of happy calories apply whatever your particular bent is as far as the nature of the universe. If you are a faith-based person and you believe in God and you believe in the Bible and you believe that, you know, God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh, the principles of happy calories apply. If you um, are not quite so sure that you believe in a God, um, maybe God's a metaphor, maybe, you know, but but you are spiritual and there are kind of spiritual laws at, at play. And maybe there's this, this universal force uh, that gets kind of played out and kind of, you know, you're not really sure the principles of happy calories apply. If you are a full-blown atheist and you are like, Sorry, girlfriend, you know, there is no such thing as God. I, I have no one has ever shown me any evidence that God exists. You are full-blown atheist. Guess what? The principles of happy calories apply. So that said, the other example that I have is is the is the God kind of example when there if if you've been dealing, if you've been dealing with body drama for a while. I'm fairly confident that you've had this type of experience, whether it's you're actually using the word God or not. But what happens is we have this general concept of, you know, this idea of God. And it's like, even in, in pop culture or conversations like, oh, God, I can't believe he did that. Or, dear God, can you believe this? Or, you know, um, you're, you're speeding. And then suddenly, you know, suddenly you see the flashing lights behind you, but you're in heavy traffic and there are other four other there are four other cars with you and you're seeing the the flashing lights and you're like, oh, dear God, please don't let it be me. He pulls over. Dear God, please don't let it be me. So so you're kind of doing that kind of dear God thing. And then there's a moment. There's a moment when life just kicks you in the gut and it takes you to your knees and you are on the floor 
and you are in complete surrender and you are like, dear God, please help. Those are two very different states. Those are two very different states. The dear God, please let it not be me that the cop is going to pull over and life has kicked you to the curb and you're like, dear God, I need help. So it's the same kind of thing with a relationship with your body, with communication with your body, with engaging in conversation with your body, with respecting your body. There is the head level where you think you're doing it um, because, you know, of course I talk to my body or of course I'm doing this or, you know, and, and especially um, it, it's really interesting. The, the more you have dealt with this level of pain and the more roads you have traveled down to try to solve it, you get really, really good at doing everything intellectually really, really quickly. And what you need to do is turn off your brain and turn on your body. And the best way to do that is to take a deep breath. Just take a moment and take a breath and take another breath and take another breath. And anytime I am a guest on a different podcast, or I am on, you know, some media radio thing, or somebody wants to have me on their webinar, or whatever it is, and they always ask, well, what's one tip, you know, what is one tip that we can give you that you can give our listeners to whatever their little thing is, it's always going to be take a beat and take a breath. Because you need to breathe. You need to get into your body. Getting into your body grounds you. It helps you be embodied. It helps you to connect with the wisdom of your body. And when you turn off your head, and, and I'm not saying, you know, just turn off your head. Your brain, God gave you a brain for a reason. You know, use it. Um, it's not that, but it's the idea of we really need to understand that the diet and exercise model is influencing the way we think in ways we can't even imagine. And the most detrimental way it's influencing the way we think is that we think we can't trust our body. So when we can let that go and connect with the wisdom and the guidance of our body, our lives and our bodies completely transform. So that will be that for this little episode, my friends. Take another deep breath. And I will see you next time. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed this program, help it out. Give it a like, subscribe, follow, share. You know the drill. If you want to learn more about me, my books, programs, and services, visit my website, carmelaramalia.com. And don't worry, if you can't spell my name, you can also always find me at happycalories.com. Take care. Take care.